Welcome everyone to Rock Buzz, Ocean Pines Community Podcast. I am Sherry Clifford and I am here with my co-host Amy Peck. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily represent the views of our guests or others, nor are we affiliated with the Ocean Pines Association. Our mission is to bring factual news and information to the residents and homeowners of Ocean Pines and the surrounding areas. You can join the ROC's Facebook group by searching for Ocean Pines ROC or find us on Twitter and Instagram. Also be sure to look for the official ROC logo. If you have news or would like to share your story on Rock Buzz, or if you would like to advertise with us, you can visit our website, OceanPinesROC.com, or email us at info at OceanPinesROC.com. Today we are talking about the election results. The results of the 2023 Board of Directors election are in, and I must add, two weeks later than normal. The results show that Elaine Brady and John Latham will hold three-year terms, And our third place winner, Jeff Havner, will hold a one-year term to complete the last year of Frank Daly's term since Frank and his wife have moved out of Ocean Pines. The results were Elaine with 2,293 votes, John with 2,237 votes, and Jeff with 1,849 votes. Jerry Murphy had 1,460 votes. So let's take a look at how this year's election compares to prior elections. I see that in the past, there was a return ballot rate of between 38 to 42.2%. That's correct. Looking from 2018 to this year, between 2,759 and 3,119 ballots were returned. This year, there were 2,981 ballots returned, so our ballot return rate remains the same. Also looking back from 2018 to this year, there were anywhere from zero late ballots last year with electronic voting and 290 late ballots in 2021. We do not have a late ballot count for 2023 as of now, but it will be in the official election report. Considering that the mail to Washington state took about nine days and for the first time the election was extended two weeks, it is our hope that there are very few late ballots. We at the ROC also looked at invalid ballots since 2018. Last year, there were 42 ballots, and the least invalid ballots recorded since 2018 was seven. In watching the adjudication process via Zoom from Washington State, it looked like there were very few invalid ballots, and these were due only to property owners not voting for any candidate. So let's take a look at the costs. OPA contracted with Election Trust at the cost of $15,973.50. The ROC was also told that as of August 9th, they had paid $1,150 to the postmaster. In addition, OPA spent $5,090.38 sending out new annual meeting notice postcards with our original election contractor. There are those that say this was not money well spent because the annual notices were late, and this was not the fault of the local contractor, Ace Printing, who had the emergency postcards mailed out in less than 18 hours, but due to the failure of the corporate secretary. Stuart Lackernick did not arrange for the new postcards to be mailed out immediately after the August 1st special board meeting. Corporate counsel argued on the forum that email was sufficient notice because it was a rescheduled meeting and the bylaws didn't mention a rescheduled meeting, perhaps because it had never happened in 50 years. 
I thought Joe Reynolds handled that well. There is the annual meeting, only one, so notice must go out if it was rescheduled. So if I add up the cost, we do know that we are up to $22,213.88 for this election. What about other costs that we don't know about, Sherry? Well, we don't have the cost for the additional advertising that was needed because of the annual meeting date being changed. We don't have costs for the additional postage of the replacement ballots that were sent out priority mail, and we don't have the Federal Express costs for shipping the Dropbox ballots to Washington State. There is also a question if the association was charged additional legal fees and if there was lost revenue for the clubhouse being closed down to accommodate the annual meeting. All in all, what we do know is this election appears to be the most expensive paper election we have ever had at the cost of at least $22,213.88. Despite the board's majority insistence that everything went well after the ballots finally went out, we do know that is not actually the case. We have heard from many listeners, some who never got their ballot, some who never got a replacement ballot, some that were sent a replacement ballot with the actual ballot missing. Homeowners who wanted to watch the ballot counting had to tune in to a Zoom meeting. Unfortunately, the Zoom meeting only included adjudicating questionable ballots. We did not see any ballots scanned, opened, batched, things like that. Prior years, homeowners had the right to view the count in person. So I guess the big question will be, What will the board majority, possibly a super board majority, do for the 2024 election? Will they make a common sense, financially responsible decision to go back to our local contractor? Or will they double down and continue to use election trust? Well, election trust and their three subcontractors, we will continue to watch this process unfold, including any changes to the election committee members. In the meantime, we thank the four candidates for running, and we wish the best to our new board members. Their first task will be to elect a president and vice president, expected to be Rick Farr and Stuart Lackernick, and to set up the next year's meeting schedule. We will keep you posted on that process as well. At this time, we also want to express our sincere thanks and gratitude to former Director of Aquatics, Ms. Kathleen Cook. We here at the ROC are saddened at the news of her resigning. Our podcast regarding the Aquatics Committee's actions in June and how the board majority did not handle the situation swiftly and adequately can be found on the Rock's website, oceanpinesroc.com. Although saddened, we are not surprised that Ms. Cook chose to leave a position she loved and excelled at for 11 years in Ocean Pines. We wish her the very best. Yes, we do. The aquatics team is very strong. However, moving up someone will cause other issues. Who will handle the swimming lessons? Does OPA lose that revenue? It is my opinion that if this situation would have been handled correctly to begin with, Kathleen Cook would still be with OPA, doing what she does best. We will be following aquatics very closely. Now for the big questions. Will a former employee return? Will Stuart Lackernick's suggestion of outsourcing the pool operations happen? We will let you know. So if you have an idea for a story, comments, or have questions, or would like to advertise with Rock Buzz, please reach out to us at info at oceanpinesroc.com or visit our website, oceanpinesroc.com. And for all of you Facebook users, join us on our private Facebook group, Ocean Pines ROC, and be sure to look for our official logo. 
And thank you for listening to Rock Buzz, your Ocean Pines community podcast. Thank you.